Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. The Sports Bros Podcast, by the fan, for the fan, talking sports just the way you like it. And without any further ado, let's give it up for the Sports Bros. If you're hearing a bunch of noise, ladies and gentlemen, it is us. And this is another acting packed episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. First and foremost, yeah, you know we record on Tuesdays for Wednesday. But with that being said, it's a real dude's birthday. 41 trips around the sun. Lord have mercy. I've done it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. All right, that's another singing that song because we ain't got that money to pay them to use that song. Anyways, this is your boy, Eddie Cool, the HOC, head of creative here at the Sports Bowls Podcast. And this is episode number 225. Yes, 225 of the Sports Bowls Podcast. Hey, if you're listening, rate, review, subscribe. Go to the description box at the um at the end of this episode. Let's go to the description box in general for this episode and click our link, link tree link and check out everything that is in the world of the Sports Bros podcast. Eddie, shut the hell up. All right. And with that being said, I have two of the best co-hosts in the world. Introducing first, he's the man down there, the Shared Studios. Fresh from his return from his Vegas trip, all in one piece, click the cloud. He is the almighty B-Live. What's happening? What's going on in the world today? First and foremost, Vegas, you wild. Y'all some y'all wild in Vegas for, for no reason. Let me just put it this way. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away. Know when, I'm telling you, way too many people on the side of the road Looking foolish because they don't know when to stop, and and on top of that, somebody that doesn't know when to stop, especially with the jokes over here, fat shaming is the other guy that you're about to introduce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They close your mouth, <laughs> close your mouth. Just know because you you gonna stop doing this before the show, and then that like, all innocent after the show. Fat shaming me. Yes, I was on the plane and I had to get an extender for the seatbelt. Yes, I could barely tuck my tummy in when I was on the plane going to the bathroom. Yes, I had my own troubles, Scotty D. And you're going to bring them up. That was a fresh food. I ain't never been on a plane before where I was like, I can't freaking... I'm going to get you a treadmill for Eddie's birthday. I couldn't get the seatbelt on. And then on top of that, on the flight back, they had to do the whole... You know when they do the whole safety check and everything, show everybody how to um, buckle the seatbelt? They had to do it twice because I took their little demonstration thing because, see, it's, so what we're not going to do is fat shaming at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Get on my nerves. I've been through it. I've been through it. Leave it off. The other guy. <laughs> the other guy. Nah. <laughs> and the other guy. Who's always doing big things at the Waynesburg State University at a radio station near you, TV screen near you, rooting his hillers and doing the darn thing. He is 
the money man graduating scotty cum laude scotty d na, 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 na. you say it's your birthday na, 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 na. it's my birthday too yeah yeah it's it's good to be back from vegas i had a crazy weekend out there uh i spent a lot of money on food uh, it was nice to watch our Clemson Tigers get a victory this past Saturday. I had a great, it was, it was a great week. I went, whoo, I'm still on Vegas time. So it's a little, I'm still in an adjustment period over here after being out there for the, for the whole weekend. He just, he, he just stole the whole gimmick. He just stole the hell out of the gimmick. Yes, sir. There are 7 billion people, almost 8 billion people on this planet. I guarantee you there's somebody better to live vicariously through. You don't need to. You're lucky to have me. Uh, You're welcome. I tell you, you ain't lucky to fighting Irish. <laughs> yeah, we got him. We beat him. <laughs> Tyler from Spartanburg, you can call in at any point in time. You can call in if you want to get my coach fired up because I'm buying stock right now when it comes to my Clemson Tiger. Let's get it. Dabo was mad. Dabo was fired up. To steal a term from legendary professional wrestler Wildfire Tommy Rich, hey, somebody say something about getting fired up. Let's get fired up. <laughs> and with that being said, Ooh. college football, pro football, he heard all the time. Ain't no telling what we're going to say during the round of pepper. With that being said, before we get there, let's go ahead and hop right into it. The top. Of the order, a special birthday edition. No, not really. Just the top of the order. Here we go. All right, let's get this thing started. Here it is, the top of the order. All right, fellas. So this weekend in the NFL, or as usual, this was quite the intriguing weekend. We had CJ Stroud, the guy we should have drafted, had a, <laughs> had a stellar weekend. Um, a lot of teams got a lot of things done. A lot of teams went from sugar to you know what real quick. So with that being said, fellas, uh, which team had the most important win for their season this year? I'm start with you first, Scotty D. The Eagles. I think it was the biggest win. They 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 put some distance between themselves and the Cowboys with that victory this week. The Eagles they they were shown, and I don't recall it specifically, but they have a a tough stretch of about five games coming up here, including a rematch with the Cowboys in Dallas in about five weeks, I think it was. And had they lost that game, the Cowboys would have been atop the division with the tie break head to head over the Eagles. And that didn't happen, obviously, as we saw uh, quite a game. It was, a, it was a heck of a game. And that means nothing to me. I mean, everyone says, oh, man, Cowboys lost, but what a good game. So, so what? I don't care. I don't care. My, the team that I root for lost. And, and, and yay, we got Terrence Steele, our right tackle, locked up under contract. Dude got smoked all day long. Dak's already poor enough. He doesn't need to be rushed. He's already, he already needs as much help as he can get. And, and it, it, was a, it was a bad day for Terrence Steele. I thought it was a bad day for the Cowboys' defense because that's what everyone tells me is so great about the Cowboys is the defense, and they were not that good. To me, it looked like Philadelphia was a just more prepared, better team because their quarterback was hurt, and yet they still got – they still put 28 points on the board. They they just I, – I think head-to-head, 
the, the, the Cowboys are close to the Eagles, but not quite as good. Maybe just five points worse than the Eagles, somewhere in that general vicinity. And they play again in Dallas, and maybe the Cowboys win that game. But I just I, I think at this point, the Eagles got that little cushion that's, that they'll ride all the way to the end of the season. I think they got Kansas City coming up in, in a couple weeks. They, they, they got uh, the 49ers in this stretch, the Cowboys again in this stretch. So it, it, I think had they fallen behind, that would have been had they had they dropped this game to the Cowboys, that would have been um, a more daunting task for them to, to sort of run through that little that little part of their schedule. And then they finished the final week, I think, with two games against the Giants and one game against Washington. And so they'll they'll kind of cruise, I think, once they get into that part of the schedule the last three weeks. But I, I think I think this was important for Philly to hold their home field and knock off the division rival because the Cowboys are obviously the biggest threat to them in the division. And that doesn't necessarily clinch it, but it does make it a lot easier at this point. Be live. What say you? Well, let's talk about a couple things real quick. My answer is going to come from the AFC North, by the way, because it was a big weekend for all four teams. And if the season ended Today, all four teams from the AFC North would make the playoffs. Wow. If if the season ended today, and that's why all four of these games were significant. But the biggest one, of course, was the Cincinnati Bengals on their four-game win streak beating the Buffalo Bills. Cincinnati is back. We, I told you. We talked about it. Cincinnati doing big things, and this one was uber important because – Pittsburgh, the Steelers won, the Browns won, the Ravens won, the Bengals, as it stands right now, just with tiebreakers and everything. Cincinnati Bengals are last in the division at five and three. But they're still going to win that division. That's I I I, I think that. I, I've been I, I even when they were one and three, I said I thought they were still the biggest threat to, to Kansas City. I think the Ravens are going to win the division because I don't see any chinks in their armor right now. Lamar Jackson. Is playing at MVP level. He's, okay, that's fair. Yeah. So, I mean, he's going to be injured, but the Bengals are going to be there. The Bengals are going to be there. Steelers, damn, who, who would have thought? But it's going to be very, very interesting. But as it stands right now, the Buffalo Bills are sitting outside looking in when it comes to the playoffs. Who would have thought it? With, um, but the way that the Bengals are clicking, it just looks like Everything is going in the right direction. They are definitely trending up. The Ravens have their own four-game win streak of their own. So, I mean, it's going it's go, it's to come down to it. Have they, have they played each other yet, the Bengals and the Ravens? Not this season. So, that that's two games right there that are going to have huge implications. But yeah, Bengals doing what it do. Joe Cool is doing what it do. Lamar- I'm sorry. They did. They did. They did. They- the, the Ravens did beat them 27-24 in week two. Uh, my mistake. Gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah, and see, that's what that's what we're here for. I, yeah. I, remember my, I couldn't remember myself. And so that, that gives them gives the Ravens slight advantage. Of course, they're a game and a half up on everybody as is. And the Steelers, Browns, the Bengals, so, um, have already had their bye week. The Ravens have not. So they, um, they have a moment to rest, see what happens with that. I'm going to agree with you that that was important, B, because to your point, they they got the Texans coming up, who are playing better this year. 
then they do have the they are at Baltimore the following week on Sunday night football on, on November 16th. Then they get the Steelers at home, and then they're at Jacksonville. So the next four games are going to be a, a real test for the Bengals. So yeah, for them to have won this game over a, a pretty good AFC rival. Yeah, you I, I think that's a good call. I'm, and that's what, that was one of the games that I had my eye on as much as I could. Well, I was I just gotten off the flight, and so I got the chance to um, see the majority of that game. I didn't see any of the. Me too. All I I saw the storyline where um, Bryce Young threw two pick sixes to the same person. Yeah. <laughs> did that really happen? Yeah, it absolutely did. <laughs> I just I was like, because the headline said Bryce Young throws two pick sixes, and I read into it, and I was same person. (laughs) What I'm talking about is high quality Carolina Panther football. You put us on a high. You beat the guy that we were supposed to draft, and then next week he just turns around and throws for 470 yards and five touchdowns. It was like, okay, let me remind y'all who should have been number one. And and we're just sitting here like. The Panthers need another bye week. The Panthers need, you no, know, no, no. So we, wait need, a minute, we, we need, we need, the Panthers need Jesus. All right. We need Jesus. We need and, Jesus. And, but correct me if I'm, but am I right or am I wrong about this? But the Panthers traded away their first pick next year, right? That's not necessarily the thing about it. No, I'm I'm asking. I, I yeah, is, it, am yeah. I right? They they traded to Chicago to move up to get Bryce Young, right? Yep. All right. This is this is what's gonna happen. Man, I remember what I said. I thought they should stand pat, lose a few games, and then have the number one pick overall this year oh, and get a quarterback. Yeah. And man, of, it looks like I'm right so far. Wanted to trade up. I for sure didn't want to trade up. I'm like, for what move? And me, myself, and I, if you remember, I wanted Will Levis. And I mean, whatever. No, you wanted Anthony Richardson. I heard you say we have it on, I, we have it recorded. I, I wanted want CJ Stroud. No secret. And I said, that I definitely remember. Anthony Richardson, I said, was Cam Newton on wish.com. I said that. I didn't think of it. I know I said that. I don't know. I said that about Anthony Richardson, and guess we where he's at. We're gonna talk about that in Pepper a little bit later in the episode because he owned the. I called that. I said I thought that they should have drafted the one of the defensive players that were coming up, one of the the studs, and tanked this year, and which they are doing that part anyway, not intensive. They they are tanking, and then next year they could have had uh, first dibs on Caleb Williams. That was that was the. The, the game plan right the, now, of I'm that, that the, the couch couch GM was looking at last year, but Caleb Williams over here crying on the sideline. They're talking about he want to go home and paint his fingernails and curl up to his dog after losing this weekend. I'm not sold on him. I'm not either. I, I'm I, not I, either. I, I need a hurt. I need a dog. I don't need somebody painting their finger. No, I'm sorry. I apologize. It's 2023. More. Pro- no, no, I, I need a dog. I need a dog. I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I may no. if wake I, up. Be if woke. I, if I lose a listener, I'm, when I say this, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't need my quarterback, my the leader of my team, worried about his fingernails. I just 
Joe Burrow was on the sideline, blood coming through his hand. He's still doing his thing. Uh, I would love Joe Burrow to be a Dallas Cowboy. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? I love him to be a Carolina Panther. I would love CJ Stroud to be a Carolina Panther. Hell, I'll even I'll even take uh I'll even take Tua as a Carolina Panther. But uh, that leaves me uh, the most important game. I'm sorry, the most important win this season. Goes out to the Las Vegas Raiders as they beat the Giants 30 to 6 um, at home. The thing about it is, fellas, you know, and I have no, and I don't hide how I feel about Josh McDaniels, a guy that wears a visor indoors. All right. <laughs> Look at what he did in Denver. Okay. Look at what he did. He did in Denver. Eight and eight, went to the playoffs. Was that year they beat the Steelers in the playoffs and they had Tim Tebow and all that? I think it was, if I'm not mistaken. And then the next year, you'll fall apart. Then after that, um, I think you get a stint in St. Louis as the OC. And then take and then, you know, they they go like four and twelve or something bad like that. Then you and then you drag, drag your ass right back to Papa Belichick, where things are just fine, cool, and dandy. I think you win another Super Bowl or something like that. Then the coach said, Hey, we want you as our coach. And you said, eh, I don't want nothing to do with it. You had a prime opportunity to work with Andrew Luck. And so now some more times passes by. He gets his job with the Raiders and does absolutely nothing, which goes to show if you look at that Bill Belichick tree, that tree hadn't been successful. Charlie Weiss, Romeo Cornell. The only one that's been kind of halfway decent is Bill O'Brien when he was down there in Houston. But the rest of them, I know it, 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 it's, it's something about the Patriot Ray, way. Huh? Rabel with Tennessee? Or was I thought Vable was on a coach staff somewhere else? I mean, he was a player for. So I mean, I guess I see what you're saying. Yeah. Vable was a player for Belichick. Yeah, but I, I consider that part of the tree because I mean, it's a Belichick way. Yeah, but yeah, I, and, and and Vable Vable is having some success down there in ten, uh, in, in Tennessee. So we, we we can't discount that. I just think that with the hiring of Antonio Pierce, I just hope that this is the one time where. The interim head coach turns it around and takes them from and, and makes chicken salad out of chicken, you know what? Because I, I just for the Raiders, um, I think they're chasing the name. Jay Chase Gruden, and you see what happened with that. Now they chase McDaniels and you and you see how you know what happened with that. So I just think they should either start fresh or just take the guy as an Antonio Pierce, who was a Super Bowl champion with the Giants. Have you have y'all heard the story about that? About how uh, Josh McDaniels was like, "Hey, don't you mention nothing about the Giants being undefeated Patriots?" <laughs> I, read, I, read, I read something about that. I'm like, man, bro, that was 16 years ago. I get something you you it's hard to let go, but you're a professional. Like yeah. as a fan, yeah, I still remember the glory days of 2003 and 2015. I'm a fan. I'm allowed to do that. You're a professional coach. Some things you gotta just let it go. Yeah. But I just almost feel bad for um old Chucky, the owner for the Raiders, because he's still paying John Gruden and Josh McDaniel right now. That's stupid, though. He, he you know, when when that when the Raiders were playing the best football they have of the past couple years, it was when Rich Basaccia was was the head coach out there when he took over as that for the interim, interim role and cleaned up that Gruden mess of two seasons ago, they were trending in the right direction. And 
he 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 couldn't leave well enough alone. He went and got Josh McDaniels. So he and he's proven to. I think he very much solidified the deal that he is a coordinator at best at this point. And personally, in the last season of Jason Garrett as a Cowboy fan, I wanted Josh McDaniels to be the next head coach. I thought he could come to Dallas and help get get, get that offense kind of in gear. I thought he would he could help Dak Prescott. But as it turns out. Tom Brady has made a fool of the entire league because he makes Belichick better. And by trickle down effect, <clears throat> all these assistants people think are good. And it's all because of Tom Brady. It's not because of Belichick. <laughs> that tree is, is bearing false fruit. It's, it's, it's the Brady effect that is s- still got its tentacles stretched all throughout the league here. Because which listener said, I just think Bill Belichick is an average coach. Was it, Trey Dizzle just said Oh that? yeah, Trey, Trey yeah, Trey Duke. He he sometimes is opinionated. <laughs> <laughs> just a, just a little bit, fellas. Just a little bit, fellas. Uh looking into next week, fellas. I know we hadn't gotten that far. I know we didn't talk about this in our production meeting, which we had 20 minutes ago. Oh, I missed um, that meeting. Uh we I, and I missed it too. I forgot the memo. Um speaking of next week, what games are we looking forward to? next week so what i'm gonna do real quick <clears throat> is pull up the schedule Raleigh here but yeah as far as that goes man i think the raiders have um the biggest win of the season because at this point in time it could salvage their season and i'm like you scotty d you had rich Passaccia, so why did you not so keeping not keeping him was beyond me they went to the playoffs they went to the playoffs yeah. that season so i mean if, if anybody takes me to the playoffs i'm gonna want to keep them all right, so here we go. Week 10. All right, we're going to start with a Thursday night game, be live. Panthers and the Bears. Oh, Lord. All right. Then after that, uh, Sunday, we have the Colts at the Patriots, Browns at Ravens, Texans at Bengals, 49ers at the Jaguars, the Saints at the Vikings. How about Joshua Damn Dobbs? All right. Then we have the Packers at the Steelers, the Titans at the Bucks. The Fa- I mean, Falcons at the Cardinals, the Lions at uh, the Chargers, Giants at the Cowboys, uh, football commander team skin uh, people at the Seahawks, the Jets at the Raiders, and the Monday night game, we got the Denver Broncos, who's won three games this season, at a backpedaling Buffalo Bills. So which of those games are you looking forward to next week? Well, the one that screams out at me is um... – San Francisco, the 49ers versus the um, Jaguars. Jaguars coming off a bye. 49ers are on, on the wrong side of the three-game streak on the losing side of things. That is a- also coming off a bye, though. That, true, true. So who is like the Jaguars on a five-game winning streak? San Francisco 49ers on a three-game losing streak. Will anything give? Will things stay the same and Jacksonville continues to win and San Francisco continues to slide? San Francisco get back healthier a little bit? That is the game that I am definitely going to be watching because my team is playing on Thursday's crappiest Thursday night football games and <laughs> must-see TV. Who you, who you got? 49ers Jaguars? It's going to be in Jacksonville, so it's going to be Duval! <laughs> and... Trevor Lawrence. I like I like the 49ers get back on the right track. You just want to you just want to you just want to go against me. I, I 
I don't see any reason why I, that. I, I don't want to go against you, baby. We're we're brothers. Spent the weekend in Vegas together. Watched root for Dabo together. We are. We're tight. I'm not going against you. For for a man uh, for a man that every Sunday you tell me always to go to church, and for a man to believe as much as you believe in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the much uh, the amount of lying and bearing false witness that you do on this show is beyond me. It's I, I don't understand how you lied so bad. I spent eighty dollars on a steak in Vegas this weekend. I don't understand how you lie so much. <laughs> <laughs> hey Scott, how much how much did that side of macaroni cost? Twenty dollars. It wasn't macaroni. It was greens. What about what about the Brussels sprouts? How much they cost? Yeah, they were twenty bucks too. Yeah. Uh, the, the add on the bacon to the Brussels sprouts. How much did that run you? That was that was that was nine nine dollars. Oh, what is this? And I and I and I I tipped everything else that I had and had to had to hitchhike on the way back home. Man, I don't even want to talk about almost having to hitchhike on my way back home. That's a whole other story within itself. All right, let's put it this way, ladies and gentlemen. Just for the record, no matter what flight you book, however you book it. Please have your name match exactly the way it shows on your ID. Ooh. Your ID says your your ID has your middle name on it. Please include your middle name on your um, flight ticket because the TSA in Las Vegas are extremely particular. Not not, not the fact that I've flown with the same ID to Los Angeles. I've flown with the same ID to Cleveland. I've flown with the same ID to. Um, to New York, I flown the same ID to Washington D.C. I flown with the same ID to Atlanta. No, it's Las Vegas that wouldn't allow me to get on the flight going back. I got to. Oh yeah, they they try to make me cancel and rebook my flight on a busy Sunday afternoon morning in Las Vegas, knowing that the flight was completely booked. So I just spent another two days in Vegas because I didn't put my middle name on my flight ticket. I'm glad you said something. Let me go ahead and uh, look at mine for when I go home because I ain't trying to have no issues. That that happened to me before, but um, and just a side note for our listeners, me and the HOC have the same middle name, so yeah. So you really, you really can't forget that. Uh, game I'm looking forward to. Scotty D, you already gave us a game looking forward to, right? Uh, before we continue, also for one other listener because he'll feel some type of way. Also, Jr. Smooth the Starwalker. He also shares the same middle name as the two of us. Really? Yeah, the three of yes, yeah, so all three of us have the same middle name. Yeah, this is not playing, oh. sir. This is not playing. <laughs> this is real. This is real life. It, it was de- destined for us to be best friends. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, now, now I'm starting to feel like another episode of uh, Nightcap with uh. Oh, showing up. We just we went from top, we went from sports to everything else. Everything else. My bad. Yeah, no, it's all good. Scotty D, did you give us the game you're looking forward to next week? Uh, yeah, Cowboys Giants. What about you? Cowboys Giants. Uh, let me pull up my screen real quick because, like I said, we just um went the other way. Um, the Saints and the Vikings. And I'm gonna tell you why. Oh, please tell me why. I'm gonna tell. I, I, I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> The Vikings, you had you had Browns and Baltimore sitting right there for you to pick, and you go and the Saints I, and Minnesota. That's why I didn't even mention it because I was like, I'm not going to take away from the. <laughs> yeah. I'm no, like, listen, somebody's got to say that game. 
Listen, listen, listen. That that's my that's my game beat. The, the reason I say the Saints and the Vikings is because the Vikings situation, no Justin Jefferson, the running game is and so so, and they got Joshua Dobbs on his second team this season. And look at what they're doing at five and four. They're they're making Kevin O'Connell crew, they're making things happen. The defense is playing style. The offense has found this magical rhythm from somewhere. I don't know what's happening because you thought once Kirk Cousins went down last week due to the Achilles injury, all right, I'm off, it's over and doing it. But the Vikings said, uh-uh-uh, skull, 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 not so fast. Don't they count us won. out quite yet. They I'm won. counting them out, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna give you a spoiler for this week. They're they're losing that game this week to the Saints, and they're gonna lose it badly. Final score. Wow. Twenty seven to three. Good God. I'll just, I'll just, uh, ugh, ugh. You pick the Cowboys Giants and the Giants on their fourth string quarterback at this point. <laughs> well, the Cowboys beat them 40 to nothing on their first string quarterback. So I, I need some salve for the soul after that Philly game. That's why I'm, I'm picking that one. Matt Barkley side. Do you remember that guy? I oh, do. my God. My, Matt Barkley? Matt Barkley? Ooh. 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 Matt Barkley. To the practice squad of the New York Giants, the backup. He's good. He's good. I hope he doesn't get in the game Sunday. Oof. But also, fellas, I'm also going to pick the um, the low hanging fruit, um, the Ravens, the Ratbirds, as they call them yes. here, and the Browns. Now that's, that's going to be a, that's, that's going to be a good game to watch too. Uh, both teams, man, this might be this might be like a. 17 14 14 17 kind of game that's how i smash mouth yeah it's it's, it's gonna be classic cold ass bad weather aoc north division just it's gonna be a slugfest because the defenses are playing great deshaun watson slowly starting to look like deshaun watson again and you got lamar jackson doing lamar jackson stuff oh guess who found the end zone uh last week clemson for the ravens oh who gus edwards Odell Beckham Jr. Oh wow, he's so man, he's always hurt. Oh man, yeah, he's yep. always hurt. <laughs> what oh, a nice segue sorry. for later. Choices, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's always hurt. All right, um, be live. You pick your game, Scotty. You pick your game. I pick my game. Yes, yes. And yeah, speaking of the game that nobody actually picked because I left it on there. Browns. Ravens. We just talked about that. I just talked about that one. I knew you finally did. And I'm just over here like, I I left that open for you. But I understand. I understand. Scotty D just being a homer. Like, I just like, nobody's going to. I know Cowboys will watch this game with their chest out when y'all beat them 63 to I was passing uh, you. You took my first answer. And I was passing my second answer off to Eddie Cool, and he chose to go with Josh Dobbs. I I, I, I don't know. Trying trying to make for a good show here, and and it'd be a good sport to pick the Cowboys. Hey, Josh Dobbs has scored a rushing and a passing touchdown for both teams that he's played for this. Let's season. get the train back on the track here. Huh? Yeah, let's do that. I- I figure as much. I, I think y'all want to let me talk a little bit about college. Yeah, and, and we've already wasted enough time on football, so let's skip right to the, the top five and go right into Choices of the Voices here. What do you say? All right, but before we go there, coming up next here on the Sports Bowls podcast <laughs> is the Live.
top five. Put stay that segment on a milk carton. Oh no, y'all stay tuned. Hopefully, um, milk, these, milk gallon. Hopefully, these two don't kill up each other. More sports, sports podcasts after this. How <laughs> the hell do I do this every week? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, flocks of turkeys, herds of buffaloes, a group of chickens, a gang of gangsters. And everything else in between. This is the Be Live Top Five. Five. Oh, coming in hot, man. What a college football weekend it was to be had. Oh, Clemson finally beat a meaningful opponent this year. We're not under 500. You're five and four. It was a beautiful thing to be had. Tyler from Spartanburg, please call in every week. Because this is the coach that I love to see. This is where t-shirts come out. This is what I'm talking about. I am buying stock in my Clemson Tigers all day long, all day strong. With that being said, we know what the top five looks like. My top five is a little bit different. Five, Ohio State, four, four, Florida State, three, Georgia, two, Washington, one, Michigan. Yes, I'm not punishing Michigan just yet, but the Big Ten and the NCAA just might be very soon enough, stop buying tickets to other people's games and watching the games and such. Not How that one get next to Ohio State's name? I nobody freaking knows. That's why Ohio State is number five on my list. They're on the outside looking in. They're not going to make it. See, they're setting it up to the fact that when Ohio State loses to Michigan, that Ohio State will still sneak in and they'll put two teams out of the Big Ten. Because guess who is has a TV contract with the Big Ten? Oh, but I'm not going to do that. But check it out. My B-Live not top five is for a completely different reason. That's why I want to come out with it. Coming in at number five, University of Southern California. Hey, you had a chance to still be in this mix of things, but now taking a loss to Washington, it's over for Southern Cal. Go, go ahead and paint your, um, paint your fingernails, Kayla Williams. It's over for you. Southern Cal, they're out of the picture. Coming in at number four. Come on, Oklahoma Sooners! What are you doing? You're up in the, you're you're up in the Battle of Bedlam, ninety to ten. You're not supposed to lose the last Battle of Bedlam to Oklahoma State. Now you're out. Now you're out of the Big Twelve picture. It's over for you, Oklahoma. It's a wrap. Coming in at number three, Notre Dame. I'm sorry. Hey, you you're good until you're not good. Every single year they put you up on a pedestal. You're supposed to be an unranked Clemson. This is our down year. But old new Tyler from Spartanburg got my boys fired up. All Rosie to Dabo. Number two, UCLA. Once again, you could have made some noise. Arizona, unranked. Not your year. Just leaves the door wide open for um, Washington. Finish the job, Washington. Number one, Air Force. Yeah, Air what are you Force. doing? Undefeated. So good. And you let Army come into town and snatch the command snatch the commander in chief's trophy from you. That was yours to win. It was a wrap. And you laid 20, I think it was 23 to 3, but you you just you, you had a chance at the the conference title, the commander in chief's trophy, all that was wrapped up beat nice and in a bow. And you let Army come in because now if Army beats Navy, Army takes on the hardware. It is what it is. The B-Live, not 
top five and does not give the one and only the money man Sky D any chance for a rebuttal because you know what? We gotta go move on to the choices of the voices. My man HO B Live is frozen. <laughs> oh god, I push it up. <laughs> Sky D, guess what time it is? Uh tell me. It's time once again for our favorite portion of the show, the choices of the voices. With that being said, hey yo button, hit it. And now, our favorite part of the show, the choices of the voices. Once again, thank you to the wonderful man. Everybody, close your ears. Ever. So lovely, Miss Button, for introducing our favorite portion of the show, the choices of the voices. You know how we do it. We ask you a question. You give us an answer. And depending on if you followed instruction or listened or not, We'll, we'll read your stuff, all right? We will definitely read your stuff. And with that being said, Scotty D, what's on tap for this week's choices of the voices? Well, the question was, which game did you think was the better college football game of the week? Oregon 63-19 to win over Cal, Tennessee's 59-3 to win over Connecticut, or Utah's 55-3 to victory over the Sun Devils of Arizona State? And uh, B-Live, what did you have on that? Wait, that wasn't the question. That was that was just a question that came up in my own mind here while B Live was taunting me on the last segment. Uh the question weren't you Okay. The question of the week was what player do you think of in the NFL when you hear the phrase he's always hurt? And we did have a little bit of response to this one, Eddie Cool. You know, we alluded to one earlier. Perfect little uh semi kind of sort of segue, Scotty, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Kind of sort of, not really. Let's go ahead and hop right into it. Shout out to Marcus James, because Marcus, damn it, brother, fellow Panthers fan, fellow South Carolinian. Holy yeah. cow. Boy. Shout yeah. out. Huh? Shout out. He didn't follow instructions. Well, Marcus did. Marcus gave us a list of players. Yeah. He, he remember the instructions were one or two. Oh. <laughs> that was the instruction. And hey. Hey, hey, Marcus had to ask the grind, so let's go ahead and get into it, all right? All right, let's 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 just pick, like, one or two off of his list here. I'm going to read them all. All right. It's, it's all right, so he said, current players, Cam Akers, possibly out for the season with the second Achilles tear in short in his short career, said, Christian Watson, J.K. Dobbins, the NFL's version of Derrick Rose, James Conner, Aaron Jones, love the guy, but he seems to get hurt once a year. Jerry Judy, Miles Sanders, as a Panthers fan, very disappointed with him thus far. Christian McCaffrey, Matt Stafford, though he usually plays through the injuries if he can. And then former players, Sam Bradford, Cam Newton, after the Liz Frank injury, he wasn't the same anymore. And then the shoulder injury from T.J. Watt was the beginning of the end. Worst birthday present ever. I can't stand you, T.J. Watt. Um, Bob Sanders and Reggie Bush, a.k.a. Reggie Cushion. Yeah, yeah, Bob Sanders is a good good call. That dude never played. And he was good. Yeah. Just couldn't get him on the field. Two good seasons, 05, 07, and then no more than six after that. All right, Matty Ice, Martin Tracy, he gave us two. Uh, the first one was David Boston, always hurt or suspended. Yes, he was, because his mm -hmm. muscles were big as mine at a wide, as a wide receiver. And besides, his rookie year never lived up to what looked like a promising career, wasting talent. And then he said, "Be live." You might remember this guy here, Shamanga Biakabatuka, aka Ooh. Tim Biakabatuka. Yeah, 
really could barely break the seal in the National Football League. Brandon Chestnut, he says, Saquon Barkley is always injured. Uh, so sad, too, because he's the only back, because the only back better than him is Christian McCaffrey. All right. Corey Turner, he said, Reggie Bush. A Hall of Famer, Uncle Max said, David Bakhtahari of the Green Bay Packers. This guy seems to be hurt like every other year. Um, Brian Lovell said, Sam Bradford. Jeffrey Lewis said, Jim Kelly. Trey Dizzle said, he wish it was Dak Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Wilson says Odell Beckham Jr. James Baumgartner, bum. He says Julio Jones, poor guy, always seemed to have something aggravated or lingering his last few years in Atlanta and then in Tampa Bay. And and Buddy Lackey says Sean Lee, former Dallas, Boom. yeah, former Dallas Cowboys um, linebacker. So uh, short list, but a good list. And with that being said, Scotty D, who you got for? He always hurt. There was a lot of good good mentions in that one. Currently, uh, I'm thinking as a Cowboy fan, Tyron Smith. That dude's always banged up. Even this past week, he played hurt. Jimmy G seems to be hurt a good bit of the time. He's, he, he's, we, we see a lot of backup quarterback play when Jimmy G is the starter. And since we did mention players of the past, I will mention Jim McMahon, the quarterback of the Bears. Mm. That dude was always injured and uh, I remember one year he even had a bad shoulder. He's trying to play through it. And uh, was it Charles Martin? I think the guy's name was that came out and just slammed him to the turf and ended his season. You, know, you remember that, that real dirty play, uh, the guy, the guy from the Packers mm-hmm. McMahon had actually like thrown the ball, taken like four or five steps. He still stalked him and grabbed him, picked up and dumped him. And, and McMahon was out, but Jim McMahon always had some injury issues, but my, my my current one that just can't seem to get past the bugaboo is Tyron Smith. I mean, it's just it's just uh difficult to always see him on the injury report. Be live, what you got? Well, mine are just homers and just this two um former player and current player. Surprised that did not get as many mentions. Got a brief mention from Marcus James. We mentioned Christian McCaffrey. There's a reason why we oh, yeah. to play. Like in two years, he had five separate injuries that he like 2020 um, had an ankle sprain on um, September, missed six games, turned around in November, had a shoulder um joint sprain, missed four more games for that. And then right after that, after the four games he missed, came right back in week 14 had a thigh strain. In the same season, I'm like, yo, can we keep this dude on the field? Then he turns around 2021, hamstring strain in September, missed five games, and then November um, had another ankle sprain where he missed the rest of the season. And that's where we started. Um, maybe we need to make some decisions, get some value for him. And of course, he leaves Carolina and doesn't get hurt again. Oh my God. All right, but it's cool. Remember that? I just remember. Yeah. Oh, run CMC. And then they traded the the, the picks to the Bears. Then that happened too. This, that, that's not what we're talking about right now. I don't even know why you put in extra. But stay focused. Stay on task. You're right. You're right. You want to see? Want to see me? You want to? You want to get a reaction out of me? It's okay. <laughs> but on the same note, um, uh, my second player, current player. And since Marcus James wants to make a list and he's a 
diehard Gamecock fan, you can take this dude and send him back to Columbia. When and I'm talking about J.C. Horn, can we get yeah. field? He's missed 18 games in the first two seasons, and of course, before you can get him on the field this season, he's out again. I'm like, okay, um, what was the number seven draft pick? Or the nine or something? The seventh. Yeah, it was, he was a seventh draft pick. And all the other players that we could have had, uh, we have not had good success in a draft recently. At least you got the number one pick this. Oh. One, do, do, it, do it again. Do it again. <laughs> you set me up for that one. I feel like you were in on that one. Um, I'm a, you're gonna be in on something. <laughs> people are gonna be you're always getting hurt. You're gonna get you're gonna get hurt by me. Keep keep pushing me. He gonna keep, spit out his water. <laughs> keep trying me. I'm a, yeah, just keep <laughs> You're gonna be on the IR list. Keep messing with me. I'm gonna come through um Washington, Pennsylvania and knock your whole um can you please stay to the to the matter at hand? Stick to the subject. Eddie Cool, who you got? Oh, oh God, I don't know. Is there too much going on in this episode? Oh, God. All right. Focus, regain composure. In the words of Beli, let's get it. Let's go. All right. So, um, if we're looking at the past, I would have to say Bob Sanders because while Beli is. Um, trying to hold it together. Uh, Bob Sanders, I think he played a full season in 2005 and 2007 when he won the Defensive Player of the Year. And then after that, he's played no more than six games. And then he finally wound up finishing his career in San Diego. And that was like, ah, you know what? It was just injuries, injuries man. He played a very hard-hitting style. And that's why the Colonel, because they used to call him um, – which is called Bob Sanders. He's an eerie Pennsylvania guy, Scotty D. Um, hmm. Yep, I never knew that. Never knew that. You know, he 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 had the Florida look. I shouldn't say that, but he like <laughs> Florida or somewhere southern. But I was like, oh, eerie Pennsylvania, shoot, right down the road here. So um, yeah, I'm gonna have to say Bob Sanders. Um, current and and honorable mention, Sam Bradford made a bunch of money, but didn't play a lot of damn games. That he didn't. Um, Coming into this current general, um, the current players, David Bakhtahari. I even forgot he was on the damn uh, on the Packers. <laughs> Literally, I did. I was like, "Oh, he there?" And he's hurt. Yeah, makes sense. The thing about it is, I really don't wish injuries on anybody because they suck. Um, when I played football, I had a high ankle sprain on one foot and a regular ankle sprain on the other. The ankle ain't nothing but this big, so I'm just trying to figure out how the hell I do that. And then honorable mention, J.K. Dobbins, as Marcus James says, the NFL's version of Derrick Rose. And um, I hate to to see guys get injured, man, so I really do. I really do. That's all we got, fellas, for this week's choices. That's all we got. That's all we got. That's it. So, and and, I mean, what could have been Luke Keekley? Uh what I mean he I mean he was the model of like heart and determination for the majority of his career, but that at the too many too many head too many head injuries and just what I mean he had I feel like he had plenty more years, but it's just 
some some things just hard to come back from him. RG three. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Andrew Luck. Oh. Cam Newton on top of that, like it at the at the end, some things you just don't come back from. So yeah. Like I said, that was the worst birthday present ever when TJ Watt, because I think the Panthers at the time were six and two. Oh yeah. They were firing all cylinders. We had just beat the Cowboys. Um this was a t- this was a, also at that time where Cam Newton was coming off of an injury. And he was he was reverting back to being a pocket passer because mm-hmm. he was trying to preserve himself. And then the wheels fell off after that because we didn't know how to treat the dude. We should have sat him down then. No, we wanted to keep him on. It just the bottom fell out that year. And this and we've never recovered since. We have never recovered since. All right. So shout out to Marcus. Matty Ice, Brandon Chestnut, Corey Turner, Hall of Famer Uncle Max, Brian, Lava Lava Lovell, uh, Jeffrey Lewis, Trey Dizzle, Anthony Wilson, Bomb, James Baumgartner, and Buddy Lackey for their participation in this week's Choices of the Voices. Scotty D, what's on tap for next week? All right, next week we're going to talk about some of the best backup quarterback performances you've ever seen, or even who do you think is one of the more successful backup quarterbacks when you think who comes to mind, when you think of like some of the better backup quarterbacks. Oh, already got one in from, from Trey Duke. He says that time Dak Prescott backed up Tony Romo and then, and took his yeah. job and quarterback for the next eight years. That was, that's, that's Trey Dizzles there. So that'll give us something to talk about next week. There, Eddie. Cool. He's going to say Cooper rush. Watch. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. All right. And that's been it for choice of the voices. Coming up next, be live. Get the grinder, get the grinder, because as you know, it'll be time for a line of pepper. Six day right here on the Sports Bowls Podcast. We'll be right back in two and two. Well, actually, one and 30. We'll be back. We'll be back. Okay, boys, let's bring it home with a round of pepper. All right, you heard the woman. It's time for us to go home and get what I call the hell up out of here because, ooh, it's my birthday, but I got a busy day. But nevertheless, I'm going to celebrate like I'm 10. But anyways, it's, been, it's time for another round of pepper. <laughs> you know how we do it. Three topics, rapid fire style, kind of, sort of, not really here to engage, enlighten, educate, and entertain the four E's in no particular order, all right? With that being said, I'll go first. On this day in history, on my birthday back in 1966, um, I wasn't even born yet. That'd be, you know, 20 plus years later. Frank Robinson of the Baltimore Orioles, outfielder, was selected as the AL MVP. He's the first player to win it in both leagues. So shout out to Frank Robinson, too. Shout out to him for winning the most valuable player in both leagues back in this day in 1966. Scotty D, over to you. Speaking of always hurt, Anthony Davis, here we go, tweaked his hip on Monday, couldn't finish the game. Hip spasms. Have you ever heard of that before? I haven't. I've heard of back spasms. And every once in a while, I get a little spasm going in my eyelash. Never heard of hip spasms. Anyway, AD, come up with new creative ways to get to the bench. Be live. Over to you. Every time that Scotty D says something smart, 
um, I get a little twitch in my eyes. So, I mean, <laughs> so that I, I'm hip. Eh, I don't know. But I'm going to stay in the land of basketball. Um, and I'm going to transition over to college basketball because, oh, boy, it already begins. Because on the men's side of things, Michigan State just can't get <clears throat> right on, on in athletics at all. Even though, I mean, say who did they just play this weekend? And, and if they had a, they actually won a football, so I ain't. But in basketball, Michigan State comes in with the preseason ranking of number four and gets ousted by Jam U, James Madison, and overtime. Oh, 70, Jam. <laughs> 79 to 76. Wow. What happened? And then on the women's side of things, well, 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 there's more to life in Boulder, Colorado, than just football because women's basketball took on the reigning, defending, undisputed natural champions, Louisiana State University, the Lady Tigers, and Angel Reese, and beat them by 14. Ooh. College basketball is here and in full effect. The upsets are already happening. Eddie Cool behind the back, coast to coast. That was a pretty nice play by um, Lady Gamecocks, by the way. That mm. was as even Magic Johnson had something to say about that. Yes, he did. Coast to coast, Eddie Cool. The ball. November and Madness. Already, Bill. I was funny that you mentioned that because that is my second pepper point. So, <laughs> my beloved lady, it's like this: the hell with football season. I'm over it. College, <laughs> pro. I'm like be live. The hell with it. It's hockey and basketball season. Moving on. That's what I got to do. Uh, my beloved lady Gamecocks. Uh, they took a trip to Paris to good old France, and um, the first game of the season was played over in Paris, and they beat Notre Dame 100 to 71. Scoring with a little something like this. It was close in the first quarter. It was 25-24. The uh, Irish led by one. And after that, the Lady Gamecocks said, wah, 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 wah. they just put the throttle on <laughs> the Lady Irish. As the Lady Irish could only manage to score eight points in the second quarter, and then South Carolina to South Carolina 24. And then after that, there was no looking back. And they win 100 to 71. Up next for the Lady Gamecocks, number 14, Maryland. Good start to the season. I love it. I love it. I want some more of it. Shout out to uh, Don Staley, Camila Cardoso, and Bree Hall and the rest of the crew. Chloe Kitts, all eyes on you. We watching you. Let's go, Lady Gamecocks. Let's go get us another national championship. Look at B-Live. Over to you, Scotty D. I hope we do it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we win. All right, so there was a, a sad situation that took place uh, a, a little over a week ago when former NHL player Adam Johnson, who spent a just – he was a very, very short time a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins organization, uh, was killed on the ice – in Sheffield, England, he was playing for the Nottingham Panthers and they were playing against a Sheffield team. And uh, after a collision with another player, his throat was cut by the skate. 
Ugh. And he attempted to he attempted to get to the bench before collapsing on the ice and ultimately bleeding out. And this is an absolutely unspeakable tragedy that that should should not take place. It, it's it's amazing to me that with those the the sharpness of those blades, they're lethal weapons on your feet. That more of this type of accident doesn't happen. I can remember the the goalie of the Buffalo Sabres suffering a laceration to his neck when I was in high school uh, and his name escapes him, uh, Malarchik. Uh, Malarchik was the guy's name. And I can remember sitting I- I- in my bedroom watching the, the footage and when he, when he leaned over, his just blood emptied out all over the ice and they were able to save him. And there was another incident in 2008 with another player that also had a laceration and he also was saved. But this gentleman was not not as fortunate so now that there's a a, a a push for the nhl to implement these neck guards and a lot of players are starting to wear them voluntarily and a lot of the other leagues are starting to to wear them and i, I gotta tell you it's gotta happen guys it, it just has to happen because one death is one too many and we all remember how we felt watching demar hamlin lay on the field last december we just don't want to see this type of thing happen to our athletes laying on the ice. So I know it could be uncomfortable. The NHL took a while for them to implement helmets, took them for a while to implement visors, but it's got to be the utmost, safety's got to be the utmost important. You know, we remember Dale Earnhardt dying and didn't have the Hans device because he said it was uncomfortable, but it's just something that, that athletes have to get used to for their own for their own good, for their own safety. So uh, condolences to the family of Adam Johnson, and I hope that that's the last time we ever see anything like that. Be live, over to you. A friend of mine, he's a, I'm a hockey, um, he's a hockey referee here in Fayetteville, and he showed me the clip, and I was just floored. But I haven't watched it. I can't, I can't bring myself to see it just because I already know the. I can't, I can't watch it. It's, it was gruesome. I'm, I'm assuming. It was oh, I, and that that honestly, that's been like my biggest fear. Like even thinking about getting on the ice or something of that nature. I'm like, nope, nope. I'm good. I'm good on the ground. I'll play field hockey with you. I'll run around on the grass. Ain't really doing too much running, but I, I, I was really. I mean, you 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 have to have two belts to get into your airplane seat. And you're gonna go play field hockey. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> give me your pepper point. <laughs> I'll pour a hot pepper in your eyeball. I'm so sick of this. I'm, I, don't, I don't understand it. Now, you heard it. You heard it on the air this time. That he has been fat shaming me all episode. Not gonna have it. <laughs> I'm just giving you a recap of what you told us earlier. I'm, 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 a I'm not shaming I'm a, you. I'm a real, I'm not I need air. What's gonna happen? I'm I need real, air. Oh god, I need air. I'm so my my second pepper point that I'm gonna pour in guy D's eye is well. If you didn't know what's going on in the world of NBA basketball, I'm really gonna punch him in the eye when I see him. Is that we got an in-season basketball tournament going on in the NBA, and the NBA is going all out with this. Where if you know anything about soccer, anything like that, you got these in-season tournaments that put um teams in groups. You play within the group. Uh, um, teams that win in the group go on to a tournament. And they end up getting what's called, I forget what they call, they call it the cup or something like this with the um, NBA. But the NBA is rolling out with new courts designed specifically for this in-season tournament. Well, see, what happened was, is that there are a couple kinks that need to be ironed out. They, they, they uh, debuted new floors. 
and they forgot to measure out the three-point line. Oh, no. And let me see, where was this at? Because it was between Dallas and Denver. Yeah, it was in Denver where they did not measure the three-point line. And so three-point line was a little bit further than what it was supposed to be. The regulation was supposed to be 23 feet, nine inches. And Grant Williams was warming up, and he's like, everything's going short. And it doesn't feel like, why is everything short? I've been doing this for quite a while. I know how to hit a three-pointer. And come to find out, they remeasured it. And they were about a foot longer than what it was supposed to be on one side of the court. They repainted it to the correctness, got it right. But it, you could, it was, it threw, it threw the players off just a little bit, but the game must go on. So they got it together. You can see, if you go back and look at the footage, you can see a little bit of where the paint was originally, but it is what it is. NBA, I know you're doing a lot. You're doing a lot of big things, but that, let's at least get the lines correct. Eddie Cool, the ball. Yeah, you can't do that because I was watching Friday night and I was like, that's a blue-ass court. Yes. That court's blue as hell. I mean, okay, y'all taking the Boise route, Eastern Washington route. Uh, whoever has the black field route. I mean, the end season tournament, a little bit confusing, a little bit, di- a little different, but uh, yeah, y'all got to get them course together. That solid blue kind of just threw me off. It, it just makes it look like, I don't know if it's me. It, just, it makes, the, it makes everything look smaller. It's just, it's a lot going on. It's busy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's real busy. Yeah. Yeah. As we say, in the industry is, as we say, in the industry it's real busy. You got to calm it down a little bit. All right, third and final paper point is about yours truly, Eddie Cool, also known as Edwin Vereen. And on the Lorraine County Sports Network, I host a show or a segment, if you will, entitled The Postseason Wrap-Up, where I interview players and coaches from Lorraine County. Don't forget to check out this week's episode as I interview Amherst quarterback Cole Norris. We, talking about, we talk about the... We talk about the hire of coach Tom Thome and what it means to the uh, football team and to the city of Amherst. Also, we talk about his record-breaking performance against the O'Leary Pioneers and what's in store for him next season. Check me out, Lorraine County Sports Network on YouTube. I'll leave the link in the description box. And so uh, support your boy on his endeavors outside of the Sports Bros podcast. But as we know, Sports Bros podcast is my baby and I love it. But also, I do other things as well, too. So stay tuned. Over you, Scotty D. Okay, I'm going to give a, a special hometown shout out here to Key Brian Hayes Woo-hoo. of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Who plays in this beautiful city you can see here behind me? Key Brian Hayes won the gold glove this past week, the first Pirates third baseman to do so. It is his first gold glove, and it snaps a streak of 10 straight for Nolan Arenado. A little bit of a changing in the guard, if you will. Uh, those who watch Key Brian regularly play know that he has a he's a, a very elite defensive player, and he actually had a pretty good year at the plate this year. And he got a contract extension. He's like one of the cornerstones of this young Pirates team. Hopefully, more of this stuff is to come with more wins. But in the meantime, we will celebrate uh, young Key Brian Hayes, who asserted himself as one of the top players in baseball this past season. Be live, take us home, buddy. I will do my best. Congrats, congrats goes out as well. <sighs> my third and final pepper point. You know how I like to do things, man. Oh man, in the world of sports, I like to ask. Yeah, I really don't like to ask sometimes. I wonder, scratch my head, 
and I asked, what happened? Well, you know, there's been a lot going on, a lot of things circling around in Michigan Wolverines football program as of late when it comes to science ceiling uh, and of all the other things, Connor Stallions. Connor Stallions has now um, formally resigned from the uh, Michigan football program after they suspended him and all kinds of things, him buying tickets and um, scouting out other teams. Now, here's the question that now the University of Michigan is asking. Who told it? <laughs> Who told it? Who out here snitching? How did this information get out? And you won't believe this right here. And I'm just going to read it. Um, Chris Ballas of On3 Sports reports Michigan is gathering evidence on two private investigators they believe are behind the investigation of the University of Michigan's alleged illegal on-site scouting. The report suggests that the two are also responsible for leaks to the media that have turned their program upside down. So they're investigating the investigators that told it. Mm. Here's the beautiful part about it. And I'm going to read what the report says. Reporters are working to put the pieces together, but we know Michigan is currently in possession of documents that could link one of the alleged investigator to Ryan Day, <laughs> the coach of Ohio State, to his younger brother, Timothy Day. The other they suspect is linked to Day's brother, Christopher, was also a classmate of Tim Day's in New Hampshire. One currently runs a private investigation firm in Manchester, New Hampshire, Day's hometown. So Christopher and Timothy Day run a private investigation firm, and they are the prime suspects of who told it to the NCAA. So there's the University of Michigan, and Jim Harbaugh is saying that Ohio State, the Ohio State University, they're the ones responsible for making sure that this information went public. So Ryan Day's brothers have been investigating the University of Michigan, found this information out, and leaked it. So Michigan-Ohio State battling off the field as well as on the field. Oh, so oh yeah. Th this, is a, this is a real raw rivalry. This is... Uh, this is too good to be true. Yeah. Hey. In addition to other sources that Michigan alleged, some of the evidence... Specifically, a spreadsheet provided to the Washington Post with analyst Connor Stallion's travel plan <laughs> and budget for his operation, which he allegedly paid, allegedly paid people to video post team sign, was obtained by gaining access to his computer illegally. Upon investigation, more sources indicated law enforcement has begun looking into the source of the information as a result. God. So now the Day brothers have been hacking Conestalia's computer. And this is the reason that the information got out. If you didn't do wrong in the first place, there would not be an investigation and information to be leaked. Are you kidding me right now? Bitch, get do better. It's over. You're caught. Accept your punishment. Now you want to drag anybody and everybody down that went along with you? You did wrong. 
doesn't matter how they got the information, they got the information. And Never see this type of behavior out of Dabo. I'm trying to, man. Boy, boy do, do you not know? Get all that mess off your computer, save it to the hard drive, wipe your computer clean, and throw it in the water somewhere. I ain't trying to tell you how to hide a dead body, but uh, anyways, I'll with that, Fishkin is now investigating Ohio State. Absolute madness. Yep, that does it for Pepper, Choice of the Voices, and everything here on the Sports Bowls podcast. Thank you for watching and listening to us here on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast and watching us on our YouTube channel. We got some new stuff coming up soon. Uh, next couple weeks, the schedule may change. We'll keep you updated. And then in closing, do something nice for someone else. Do something nice for yourself. Either way, I just botched that line. Just be nice, all right? Just be nice. It's been another episode of Sports Bowls Podcast. Oh, be live. Get us the hell up out of here. Happy birthday. Another episode of Sports Bowls Podcast. Y'all take care. I turn 41. Lord have mercy. Bye. Hey, it's Eddie Cool here from the Sports Bros Podcast. Thank you for listening, and as always, continue to follow us on all of our social media platforms. Just click the link in the description box and keep up with the Sports Bros Podcast. And once again, thanks for listening. <laughs>